everybody, and God bless you. I recently just spent some time delivering a message called Surrendered and Captured. We were invited to preach at a one of our churches that we uh, truly hold. The pastor is Pastor Derek Eon Jr. out of Arizona, Surprise, Arizona, at Christian Restoration Center. I was encouraged to uh, bring forth a message by the Lord, and the message, the title was Surrendered and Captured. And it's out of the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 23 to 25. Again, surrendered and captured. And when we think about surrendered and captured, we know that the Lord desires us to come to Him. But before we can do that, we have to surrender and completely deny ourselves and take up our cross daily. That is the Lord's instruction. And and the Word of God says in verse 24 that for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. I want to encourage you as you listen to the message, ask God to search deep within and ask him, what parts of your life or your heart have you not surrendered to God? Many of us carry many things over the years. We carry baggage. We carry uh, hurtful things. And we haven't allowed God to touch that part of our life. But I pray that today that the message may deliver you from that and that you bring everything that you have captured, everything that you have set inside of you, you surrender it to God and allow him to capture you. This is Pastor Jonathan with Church of Jubilee, the Church of Jubilee podcast. Uh, Feel free to share this, subscribe to it. We are encouraged to know that you're listening and we pray that ultimately God gets the glory and that you may have purpose in your life. God bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan. Open your Bibles. We're going to jump right into the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 23-25. The book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 23-25. I don't know if we have any monitors here. Do we have any monitors that can you give me some more volume on the monitor? Praise God. Hallelujah. That's good, brother. Thank you. The book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 23 to 25. When you have it, say amen. Amen. All right. We got some people. I heard it out in the front here. Let's wait for the back. The book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 23 to 25. When you have it, give me an amen. amen. All right. There we go. The word of God reads, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. And follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever desires to, whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Hallelujah. Look to your neighbor and say, today I'm going to be captured. But I'm going to surrender first. And then be captured. You may have your seats giving glory to God. I want to point your attention to the first part. And and the first part about this scripture talks about uh, putting your attention. The word of God says, if anyone desires to come after me, right? If anyone desires to come after me, he's saying, I want to jump right into this and say, God is saying, if anyone is desiring to follow me as your Christ, as your Savior, he must deny himself and take up his cross. To come after Jesus is to make a decision where you make that decision to say, I'm going to walk forward. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. And whatever comes along, it doesn't matter. I have to take that first step and say, I've made a decision to serve and honor Christ with my life. Amen. 
And when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, that is one of the first steps that you have to make that decision. You have to make the conscious decision in saying, today I'm going to give my life to God. And as of today, my life is no longer going to be the same. Amen? And it's almost a form of seeking him and chasing after him. It's, it is your spirit within that you must understand. The spirit that is within that is drawn to him. Hallelujah. It's drawn to its creator. We, you may come to church one day and you may feel something and you're like, you know, somebody who has never been in church might say, I don't know what I felt, but I felt something in that service today. And what it is, is it's the spirit that's drawing near to its creator. Hallelujah. It's the spirit of God that moves inside your spirit to know that you belong to a God that died for you on the cross. Hallelujah. And, 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 it's, and it's a drawing, it's a seeking and yearning that my life is not complete until I'm plugged in to the creator. Hallelujah. Amen. Your spirit will always yearn and search for its creator. This is what I want you to know. You're, there's a reason why the richest people, even to this day, you, you can ask somebody who's rich, rich and famous, you can ask them about their money and how happy they are, and they might say, well, I'm happy, but they're not completely happy. The reason why is because there is a part that God only has the key to in your life, and until he unlocks it, that's the only time you're going to feel completely satisfied. Because if you, have, you don't have Christ in your life, then you're not completely satisfied. Or if you've shut that door on him, then you're not happy as much anymore. Amen? So when the word of God says that he must, you know, desire, if anyone desires to come to me, he, the word of God is saying you have to be willing to put yourself aside in the process and come to a God, hallelujah, that loves you, hallelujah. It is taking the first step. It is making a decision. God is saying if there's anyone that considers following me, my commands, and, and the eternal life that comes, you must make a decision today. You cannot be lukewarm. You can't say today I'll serve them. Tomorrow I'll go live it up and party my life away and, and do what I want to do. You have to make a decision to saying today, as Joshua said, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord today. And not today, just today, but tomorrow and forevermore. That's the first part, the desire. The second part he talks about is the most important one. I thought about the theme and I asked God, I believe that God sent me on a mission to give you this message, amen. I don't know who it's for. It, to me it doesn't matter because I'm just here as a messenger. I'm here to deliver a message for God, amen. And he's put this in my spirit and I thought about the theme of surrendering. And I thought about that and, I, and, this, and the Lord gave me this scripture. And I'm going to spend some time on this next part because it's very important to the human will. The next part he talks about is deny. Then after the desire comes, let him deny himself. Just think about that for a moment. Deny himself. And I thought, God, what, what is this scripture? Why, why would someone need to deny themselves? According to the Greek word, aparnomai, the word deny means to affirm that one has no acquaintance or connection with someone. That's one definition. In the Greek, the second definition is to forget oneself, lose sight of oneself, or one's own interest. Let me make something very clear today to the entire body of Christ. Here today, listening in the nation, that God wants nothing to do with your flesh. Hallelujah. 
the Lord left a perfect example, and that example was what he felt you should do with your flesh. And what he felt you should do with the flesh was take it and nail it to a cross. Hallelujah. You see, God took the sin of us, our sin, everything that we represented, the, un, the, the filthiness, the, un, the shamefulness and everything that we had. And, and he took it and he said, I'm going to nail it to a tree. I'm going to be nailed to a cross. I'm going to make an ultimate sacrifice. And, and, and this is going to be my form of saying I will overcome the world by denying what was natural in the natural realm is something that's going to empower the spiritual realm. Amen. Which means here's what I want to say on this. There was a God that died for you, just didn't die for you just because he wanted to die for you. And just so that it could be all over at the moment. He died because he wanted to deal away with the flesh. Because if it was up to the old law, we would still be condemned. We would be dead today. If we lived according to the Old Testament, some of us would be out there right now being stoned. But thank God for his mercy and his grace. Amen. Thank God for the cross of Calvary, for the blood that was shed, a precious blood of the lamb, hallelujah. It was an innocent lamb. And you might say, well, I didn't ask him to die for me. You didn't have to. You didn't have to get your permission. He did it because he loved you. The more you hate him, the more he loves you. You cannot escape the love of God. But he says we must first deny ourselves. We must part ways with the old stubbornness that is built into our system as a man and a woman. We have to deal with ourselves before we can deal with anything else. Hallelujah. Because if we can't deal with ourselves, then we walk in the church a little bit more upright. And, man, I look good today. And, uh, and God's going to give me the word today. And I'm going to get up here and I'm going to play the instrument. And, and I'm going to sing. And, and it's all about you. You must deny yourselves. You must part ways with what we've become over the course of time. And, and the cross serves as a memory. We, we deny ourselves only, but we, we look at the cross and it has to be a memory. It has to be something that when you look at a cross in your life, you got to say, I remember where God brought me out of. I remember where God had to take me out of. You see, because I can tell you from my personal experience that if it was not for the grace of God, I would not have my beautiful family here today. I would not be standing here today. So I can tell you that I know something to be true, 100% true, that the cross reminds me of a God that saved me. Hallelujah. But I have to deny myself. You have to deal with you. Hallelujah. God desires your surrender. And this is why I've entitled my message, Surrendered and Captured. Surrendered and Captured. You see, because the world teaches us that to surrender is wrong. Is that not true? The world teaches us that if you surrender, you give in. Don't give in. Don't raise that white flag. You stand firm. And while that's true in history and in battles, with God it's the opposite. God wants to see the white flag in your life be raised up. Hallelujah. He wants you to say that I can no longer do this, God. I need you, God. Hallelujah. I need a Jesus in my life that moves daily. I need a God that knows how to take my hand, pick me up, clean me up, turn me around, and place my feet on solid ground. Because without the blood of Jesus, we are nothing but a mereless speck in the sand. Hallelujah. 
But we have to be dealing with ourselves. We have to deny. We have to learn to surrender our will because your will is what stops you from raising your hand and giving glory to God. It stops you from getting on your knees. It stops you from going to somebody and saying, forgive me, I'm sorry, I offended you, hallelujah. That's called willpower. And that's the will that God could care less about. He says, get rid of that. No, God, I've been building this. You don't understand. I've been making, look how nice it looks. And God says, that's pride. Until you can deal with that and what you have inside, I cannot bless you to your full potential. Hallelujah. You, the word of God said it. You have to deny yourself. And it just doesn't say right now. It says daily. Daily. It's a constant work. You and I aren't perfect, amen. Won't ever be. I'm not perfect. You look hard enough, you'll see plenty of flaws in me. But I will tell you one thing, that it's a daily decision to get up and say, today I serve you, God. Tomorrow I'm going to serve you, God. And I know I'm going to mess up and I'm going to fail, but I'm going to keep coming back, God. I'm going to keep bringing my sins to you. I'm going to keep bringing that, that need for forgiveness to you, God. Because if I don't, then I believe in myself and I take a different path. And that path leads to destruction. Amen. He desires you to be captured, to surrender by who? Who do, we, who do we surrender to? By the almighty God who is the creator of your soul. He doesn't need your pride. He doesn't need your ego. He doesn't need your way of thinking, your mentality to justify he always going to move in a service, always going to move in the lives of people. He doesn't need your preconceived ideas. He do, and most importantly, he doesn't need your tradition. Amen. Can I get an amen to that? I believe the body of Christ needs to understand it's not about tradition anymore. It's about what God is doing today, revolutionizing the church, doing something different. Just because he didn't do what he did 10 years ago doesn't mean he's not possible but to do something different. But let's be real. Can I, can I talk real today? Some of us are worried that. If God gets into the inner parts of our soul and our spirit, of our heart, he's going to uncover some junk. We're a little worried about that. You see, because on the outside, we're Holy Ghost-filled Christians. But there's a part in your, in, in your heart that holds on to something that you have not surrendered to God. And you carry it from relationship to relationship. And you carry it from church to church. And you carry it from, from place to place. And you never let God deal with it. I believe the Lord has a message today for everybody. You have to let God into the innermost parts of your spirit, of your soul. You know what part I'm talking about? The part that hurts the most when you have to talk about it. The part that you say, uh, nobody knows about this, Shh, don't say nothing. If you're not willing to give that part up to God, then you've not completely surrendered. You're a halfway, half-hearted surrender. And you get half-hearted, halfway results. You're afraid that he's going to uncover years of drama, of shame, of pain, and whatever the enemy has thrown in that room, and you close the door, and you have it all boarded up in your spirit and in your heart, and it's all taped up saying, do not enter, and you say, I'll never ever again open that up. So you come to God and say, God, you can go any, any other room you can go to, but you can't go to that back room there. 
and we don't surrender. Hallelujah. We deny our own, we deny, we don't deny ourselves, and we have our own way of thinking. And this causes issues. Because sometimes you walk into a place, a new place that God has put you in, and you bring pre-existing issues. Or you walk into new relationships in your life with family, with friends, with your wife, with your husband, and, and, you, and you bring in existing, pre-existing issues that you have not let God deal with yet. Surrender. Surrender and be captured by a God that says, I'll take that from you. You don't have to hold on to that. It's going to hurt a little bit like a shot. You feel it in pain, but it does its job. Amen? You get shots, you get the flu immunization, you get it for a reason. It hurts when it goes in, but it does its purpose. It protects you. God wants to inject his love, his forgiveness, his mercy, his grace. He wants to say, let me inject you with a little bit of me. Because the more of me that's in you, the less of you that you have to worry about. Hallelujah. Somebody give God some praise right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. The old man and woman has to die. And that sounds weird for people who don't know the word. They say, die? I'm not going to die. Why would I go be killed? We're not talking about a physical death. We're talking about the, 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 the will that's inside. The man and the, and the prideful and stubborn man and woman that's inside that refuses to yield to God. So you come to the altar and you barely hold your hand up and you look around nobody's praying. And you go back to your seat and you don't change. Because you have not surrendered, hallelujah. Because we have stepped into the altar part with a half-surrendered heart, hallelujah. But I believe today, CRC, that God has come to set some boundaries, set some territories up all around you, that you can be free today. And whoever calls upon the name of Jesus and asks for that forgiveness shall be saved and shall be free, hallelujah. You surrender your will. To me, says the Lord, surrender your will. Give me it all. Give me your ashes, and I will give you beauty. Hallelujah. You know what ashes represents? It's beauty in the eyes of God. But for us, it's, it's burnt, something that was burnt and something that had been frying there for a while, and, and it was a purging, and, and you touch the ashes, and you got to be careful because you'll get filthy very fast. But to God, he says, bring me your burdens. Bring me everything you've been struggling with. I know the inner parts of your heart. I know what you desire. I know what you're going to be doing. I know you're what you're going to be doing two days from now, 10,000 years from now. If you were still alive, you still know. He's still going to be God. Amen? But Pastor Larry, you don't even know. You, you know, people walk in here, not even in just this place. Just I'm speaking in general to the body of Christ. You have these individuals that have not surrendered, and they walk in with their belts of pride. They, they walk in with their belts of pride. They have their belt nice and tight. Their shoes are nice and shined, and, and, and they feel important. And they want you, Pastor Larry, to know that they're important too. And, and the reality is, is that before the eyes of God, he doesn't care for that. A humble and a contrite heart, he will not depart from. The prideful, they fall. 
what was my point in that example I gave you, is that if we come in with the wrong mentality and we don't surrender our will to God, then we walk out thinking that much more different than the people of God. Amen? And I want you to know something today, that in order for you to surrender, you have to be willing to yield. You have to be willing to be real with yourself and say, look, I'm rough around the edges. I'm not perfect, but God, I need you to deal with me today. I need to walk out of here different than the way I came in, God. Because if I walk out the same, it's going to be magnified in the wrong sense where I'm going to be doing my own thing. I'm going to think I'm important. I'm going to think I'm better than somebody. I'm going to think I can do it better than Pastor Jonathan. And I'm going to walk away with the wrong mentality. But to those who know who their God is, to those who know what it means to surrender, you see, as a man, I'm not afraid to surrender to my God. I'm not afraid to cry tears to my God because I know that it's the first step of coming before the altar, coming before the Lord and saying, God, I need your help. Hallelujah. I'm not perfect. I never will be perfect. But I need you to work in my life right now, God. I allow you to come into my heart, capture those parts that have been closed out, and begin to work in my life. Hallelujah. But you got to be willing to be captured. And some of us are like the Alamo. If you know Texas, you know that they were known for the Alamo. The battle of the Alamo, right? They stood and fought until the day they died. Some of us, our will is like that. We fight God. We fight him. We fight his ways. We fight him. We fight him. We fight him. And we fight so much. Because we know better, Pastor. We know our life better. Who, who's going to tell us different? And many of us struggle with the simple and basic instruction from God. The whole denying, we can't even get past that, amen. But, but here's what I want you to know. You see, if we don't make up our mind, and we don't make that decision to come to Christ, then the enemy comes along and says, hey, don't worry. You can, you can, you can talk about it later to God. Come on over here. Let me take you for a walk. And you're swayed. Some of us, I say this to my church all the time. This is just something that's a jubilee thing. Uh, we, we like to play, there's people in the body of Christ that like to play part-time Christians. Okay? And this is not, I'm not here to offend anybody. I tell you, this is what I say at jubilee because it's true from the body of Christ. When it's convenient, we surrender. God, I'll let you in my room. Go ahead. There's like four rooms over there. I need you to clean up for me. But don't, oh, oh, don't forget, God, you can't go to the back room. Don't go to the back room that's boarded up. It has all my stuff and all my junk, and I don't want people to know who I am because, you know, that's just who I am. I don't want to be like that. And we become part-time Christians. When it's convenient, we come to Christ. We give God everything. But what about when we're doing, when we have the good moments, when we got things in the ways that God is working in our life? Or do we give God our heart at that moment? Do we give our praise? Do we give our worship? Do we give, do we give, period? We usually don't. We usually get the, you know, bring it over here. And, okay, this is all mine. This is all mine. I'm totally with Pastor when he said, if you win that, that lottery, you know, I'll pay my tithes, Pastor. I've heard that too. I'm like, I, I seriously doubt it. If you can't do it now, <laughs> it's going to be tough for you to do it when you have more money. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm all about being blessed for the body of Christ. So if somebody does win it, hey, praise God. Amen. Give to God what is God's and, and you go and be blessed. I'm not against being blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> but we become part-time Christians. 
And we come with our half-surrendered hearts, and we try to get God in. How come God doesn't change me? I've been praying to God. I've fasted like a million times already. I've been praying every single morning of the, of the hour, and, and God's not moving. Have you surrendered completely? Has God captured your heart? Have you really full-heartedly come to the altar or before the Lord and said, God, I need you to search every single secret that is inside of my spirit right now and, and expose it to you, God. There should be nothing in secret for the thing of God. Amen? But we don't dare allow God, and I'm, and I'm preaching this message because I know that there's somebody that knows what I'm talking about. We have a little black, a little special box inside and our hearts, and it's there. And inside of it is probably the worst shame and pain that you have ever felt. And you've hidden it in there. You have regrets. People did something to you. They harmed you. And on the outside, you say, yeah, yeah, God's dealt with me with that. Yeah, God delivered me from that. But the box is still there. You have it inside. And, and you tell God, you can't touch it, God. You, you know, because in that moment, we're not ready to surrender yet. We're not ready to surrender it. Hallelujah. And the reality is, I preached about this, uh, you know, at a different time in my church, that we become very power hungry and prideful. We like to be in control. We like to tell God, God, I'm going to call five people up to the altar, and God, we're going to pray for those five people, and all five of those people, God, we're going to pray that you bless them, and they're going to receive the Holy Spirit. Instead of just being like, God, whoever you bring, you bring. God, whoever sits in, who sits in the chairs, they sit in the chairs. God, we can't even attempt to even be and think like you, much less try to move your hand in the church. Hallelujah. But we, by nature, we want to control things, especially us men. Amen, Brother Daniel? Aren't we men where we're like, hey, we got to have control of our house. My kids get out of line. I'm going to put you back in your place. Control, structure, order, order, order. And that's great to have. But when it comes to the God, when it comes to the Lord and you're before him, all that has to be thrown out. Because the only structure you have is from the God that lives in heaven. Hallelujah. The God that says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the one who rules in your life. I am your will. I am everything. I am your source. I am your refuge. I am your protector. I will be your provider. I will be the healer. I will be the deliverer. Hallelujah. God says, I don't need you to be anything but you. Hallelujah. Just come the way you come. Bring in your burdens. Bring everything you have. Just come to me. But be honest with yourself and me, hallelujah, and open the doors to the black box that sits inside so you can surrender that, hallelujah. I got a newsflash for you. There is nothing, and I'll say this to those who think that you have gone so far and messed up and or your family members have and they'll never be able to make it because they're so far out there. Let me tell you something. There is nothing that catches God by surprise. There is nothing you're going to do in the future now, tomorrow, today, and forever that will catch, catch God by surprise. He knows who you are already. You can't fool God into thinking that if I don't surrender this, that's ah, okay. God doesn't really pay attention. He knows everything about you. He's our creator. Amen? He knows our thoughts. He examines the motives of our heart and our thoughts. Hallelujah. But we're so worried about what we're going to surrender. 
because we're ashamed, Pastor. We're ashamed of what's going to happen in the process when, when I come to God and I give him what I've been holding on to. And the reason why I can't move forward in my life and I'm always sick or I'm always depressed or I'm always lonely or we're so struggling all the time. And then we come to God and we're like, I don't want to do this because it's going to expose me to you, God. And I'm going to feel vulnerable. Well, praise God. Because that's what he wants. He wants to capture, not just infiltrate, not just step into your heart. He wants to capture it all, hallelujah. So that he can say, all right, we need to start repairing this wall, this wall, this wall, this wall. Um, okay, we need to get some lighting over here, hallelujah. You know, we need to start putting some love, getting some love in this area right here. That's what the Jesus that you and I serve, that's what he does, hallelujah. There was a God that thought you were so important that he said, before they even love me, I'm going to go die for them. I have to make it right. I brought them into this world. I'm going to make it right for them. I'm going to give them a chance to get out of their mess. I'm going to give them a chance to not have to worry about being a slave to bondage and addiction and any kind of other, whatever the enemy has thrown at you, hallelujah. You can be free in Christ. Did you know that? You can be free. But it doesn't happen if you have your hand on the box. It doesn't happen if you don't surrender your will, your human will, what you think, what you, the way you feel God should move. If you don't surrender that to God, you're going to have a hard time. But the shame, the hurt, and the pain, for some of us it's too much. You don't have to be perfect serving God because you serve a perfect God. In your weakness, he is made perfect. Do you understand that whole saying? God is made stronger in your weakness. Do you know why? Because it's less of you. The, more, the less of you that is involved in the process with Christ, the greater he is increased. So we must learn to decrease so that he can increase. Amen. And I'm coming to an end very soon. God has your past covered. He has your future. And that blood of Jesus that covers it is there to set you free and protect you. But he needs your help, church. And the only help he needs is not to do a miracle in your life. He just needs you to give up the part of your life that you've held on and refused to give to him. Because until that happens, you'll live semi-free. Where you're, you're good and, and you're happy and then you just, you sit there and you're there alone in your kitchen or you're, where you're at and you sit there and you just, man, I can't believe they did that to me. Or it hurts so much, God. Surrendered and captured. Look at this. In the book of Psalm chapter 51 verse 17. I don't know if we can put that up there. That would be great if we could. The book of Psalm chapter 51 Verse 17, I'd like for you to see this. My version may be a little bit different, but it says, the sacrifice you desire, talking to the Lord, is a broken spirit. Think about that for a moment. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and a repentant heart, oh God. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. I told you at the beginning, God does not want anything to do with your flesh. 
but a broken spirit, he's not going to turn away from. You come, when you come, you pray, when you pray, wherever you're at, remember that scripture. God, I'm just going to come broken to you. God, somebody just did something wrong to me, and I am extremely offended. <laughs> but I'm going to give this to you, God. I'm not going to try to take matters into my own hand, because if I do, then I don't deny myself. I stay in control. But if I bring it to you, God, if I bring my problems, my financial issues, my struggles, my, the healing that I need in my family, the, 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 the struggles I have with my, my past of letting go, my addictions that I have, whatever those may be, if you come to God like that, he says, let me clean you up. Come on. Come on. Let me clean you up just a little bit. Let me start wiping off that dirt and mud that you've got on yourself, and let me begin to make you something even better than what the enemy thought you were back then. If he thought you were something back then, wait till I clean you up and see where I'm going to take you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But some of us can't understand how we can be in church, a churchgoer faithful, Faithful churchgoer, and yet be so lost at the house. Yet be so down and depressed that maybe only you and your significant other know. And it's almost like the church is a joyride. You come, get filled, lift up your hands for the roller coaster, and then you walk out there, and then life hits again. I think Pastor Larry said it. Your problems are going to be out there waiting for you. What you surrender to God, how you handle that determines how far you go. Amen? But the Spirit of God is what yields. The Spirit that's inside of you, the Spirit that, that you feel right now in you, that probably there's a part of this preaching that you said, that's good. That's, that's good is what God wants you to take away. And it's the Spirit that yields to its Creator. And, you know, I believe that the Lord waits to hear from his children. And every morning you get up and he's like, is today going to be the day? Is he going to talk to me today? And then some of us, thank you, Jesus. Yes, I know that's my child. I know that's my kid right there who knows how to reach out to me in the morning and thank me for a day. And then he waits for the other ones. Come on, you're going through something. Come on, let me in. Tag me in. Tag me in. Come on, tag my hand. Let me help you. No, 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 no. This is too, this is just me right here. This is just too personal, God. You're going to destroy me. That's not what God's about. Let us stand. It is the Spirit of God that moves your thinking. And it says to you, I can't keep living this lie because the only one I fooled is myself and God. God has sent me to give you this message today because he wants to do something in your spirit. He wants to take CRC to a whole different level, not just physically, but spiritually. But he has to, he has to have people that are willing, people that love God, that are willing to say, I wave the white flag to you, God. I surrender it all to you, God. Trust me, you can have everything you need up in there. 
Okay? You can go through every room you want. Search me. Don't leave any secrets. Don't leave anything. I just need you to cleanse me, God. Make me a new man in Christ. Hallelujah. Because if you don't surrender, my brothers and sisters, if you don't surrender to God, and you don't surrender that entire will, you'll never live in the freedom that God says who the Son has set free is free indeed. Because you'll still be bound. You'll have some chains off, but you'll still be walking with a little bit of a, another chain there. And I can't take this one off. That's because you got to take it off yourself and give it to God. So I'll end with this. You don't have to live shameful and hidden from your past. Or for the things that, had you, that just took you a different direction. What God wants you to do is open your heart tonight, today. To give him what belongs to him. And that's the will. That's you, hallelujah. And I believe that he wants to set some people free today, Pastor. And if you're hearing this through a podcast, then it's for you as well. A broken spirit the Lord won't turn from. A humble and contrite heart, another version says, he would not depart from. And the last part says this, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses, here's the promise, his life for my sake, says the Lord, will save it. For you to die to your will is to gain, is to live in Christ as a new creation.